Hey, welcome home to Cassidy. My name is Stephen Mitchell, and it is Easter Sunday, so what a great day that you have chosen to join with us so that we can celebrate together all that God is doing, all that God continues to do, the way that God is using us. Um, Last week, I didn't get to come preach, so you guys are in for a special treat. I'm super excited because I finally, after three years, uh, had COVID, and so uh, there you go. Uh, But I'm back. I'm back, and I'm able to be here with us so that we can celebrate what God is doing, so that we can celebrate the gift we have in Jesus, (coughs) so that we can celebrate all that God has done in our lives and all that God does for us, through us, so that we can be a part of God's story. Stories are a fundamental part of who we are. Uh, Maybe you've had this conversation. A friend comes to you and says, hey, I got a story. And you're like, hey, tell me your story. And your friend tells you the story and you're like, no. And your friend's like, yeah. And you're like, no. And your friend's like, yeah. And you're like, no. And your friend's like, yeah. (laughs) Maybe, Maybe your conversation was a little bit more intellectual than that. Um, but the truth is that we've all been a part of those stories. And, and some of those stories at Cassidy in general are just overwhelming for me. Uh, like, I, I don't know if you know this or not. I don't know if you're aware, but someone in our community of faith, their daughter was brought home by none other than legendary screen actor Brad Pitt. Now, He's from around here, and that kind of makes sense, but still, it was Brad Pitt at the height of his, his uh, movie-making prowess when he was dating Jennifer Aniston, and all things looked right for Brad. <laughs> we, we, we have somebody here whose daughter was brought home by Brad Pitt. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this. We had somebody who sang backup for Barry Manilow. The, the one who writes the songs that make the whole world sing, yes, Barry Manilow, sang backup for Barry Manilow. Uh, we've got folks in here who have sung backup for Kenny Rogers, the gambler himself, who it turns out is not a very nice guy, but that's okay. Uh, you know, they, they sang backup. The craziest part, the craziest part about this is that all these stories are true. Uh, they're true stories. I'm, I'm sure this is just the tip of the iceberg for us because we've had a lifetime, a lifetime to, to build these moments, these stories, these powerful times. I, I don't know about you, but when I was younger, I felt inadequate most of the time. Uh, when I was in the Navy, when I first joined the Navy, like I didn't feel like I had a very good story, and so I would embellish on my story. I would make some stuff up. Uh, Maybe you've never done that before, but uh, the worst part is when you make stuff up, people believe you, and then it comes out that you were just making it up. And and all of that just crumbles, and you look like a fool because you were trying to be someone you weren't. The stories that you were after were stories that hadn't happened yet because life hasn't gone far enough for you. And now I look back and I'm like, man, I wish I had fewer stories because most of the stories that I get to share are about how I was doing things that I didn't want anybody to know about. And, and, and maybe you've got stories like that. But for us all, I'm sure that now there are some of those stories in our lives that we want to share with everyone. Stories like 
when our children were born and our entire world changed. Stories like when we met that special someone who changed everything for us. Stories about how we, we started a diet and exercise program and, and everything was transformed because we committed to it. The stories that make up our life are the stories that help us to express to others who we are because of our story. And I imagine, I imagine being a disciple of Jesus was so like this. The, the, the stories that they had seen, the, 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 the miracles that they had seen performed, the way that Jesus taught and interacted with the world, and the disciples were like, yeah, I remember. I remember when Jesus raised the paralytic. They lowered him through the roof, and, and, and everyone would sit in awe to hear the stories. I imagine one of the greatest stories that they would share is the story that we're going to talk through today, the story of Lazarus. Lazarus was a friend of Jesus. And if you're new to the church, Lazarus died and Jesus raised him from the dead. And, and so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, because while the story seems far-fetched, while the story seems difficult, the story hinges on the truth of who Jesus is and demonstrates to us who Jesus is. And it's in this that we've been talking through the I am statements of Jesus. And we're going to jump in uh, and, and learn a little bit more about who Lazarus was, but then we're going to hear from Jesus another I am statement. You see, Lazarus was a friend of Jesus. Uh, he lived in a town called Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. Mary and Martha are, are part of Jesus' community of followers that we see a lot. Lazarus is there too, just not in the forefront. Uh, but Jesus is friends, <coughs> excuse me, with Lazarus. And so uh, his name, Lazarus, is the Latinized version of Letzar, which is a shortened version of Eliezer. Uh, a Hebrew name, which means he whom God helps. <laughs> That's going to play, play deep into our story today. Uh, and so Jesus, <coughs> excuse me, Jesus um, is, is told by Mary and Martha while Jesus is away from Bethany. Bethany is like 30 minutes from Jerusalem. And Jesus is away from Bethany. Jesus is doing ministry in the Galilee region, uh, and, and Mary and Martha's brother, Lazarus, gets sick. And they send notification to Jesus. They say, hey, Jesus, Lazarus is sick. Please come and heal him. Make him better. And Jesus makes a decision. He makes a decision to stay. And he says that he's going to delay so that he could reveal God's power. Now, I just want to pause there and say maybe there are some of us here today that need to hear that. Maybe you need to hear this truth today that just like Jesus is going to go and bring about a great transformation in the lives of Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus, um, Jesus also is waiting for your transformation so that it can make a bigger impact. 
So maybe you need to understand that sometimes Jesus waits to bring glory to God. So Jesus finally tells his disciples, hey guys, Lazarus is fallen asleep and we need to go to Bethany. And, and the disciples are like, well, if you're sleeping, you're getting better, right? So they don't understand that Jesus is saying, hey, Lazarus is, has died. And we're going to go to Bethany and raise him from the dead. Because <laughs> that's a conversation that's difficult to have. People struggle with that. And, and so Jesus says, hey, we're, just come on, let's go. And so they take off and go to Bethany. And, and when they get to Bethany, Martha Mary, Mary and Martha are, are in grieving with the family, and, and they are there with professional grievers, and, and they are sitting there together, and Martha hears that Jesus is coming, and Martha goes out to meet Jesus because she, she's a little hurt, confused, upset because Jesus didn't come when they called. It says this, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. I mean, think about the statement of faith that she has in Jesus. I know that if you would have come, you would have made Lazarus well. If you would have only been here. If you would have only come when I called. She continues, though, but even now I know God will give you whatever you ask. So now she's pleading for not the life of her brother, because that's over in her mind, but the eternal life of her brother. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Jesus is talking about now, but Martha is still stuck in the resurrection in the future. Martha answered I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? I we need to picture this scene. Her brother is dead and buried. Her heartbreak is over the moon, and, and, and she's so hurt. And Jesus says, hey, whoever believes in me will never die. And she understands the only way that she can, that Jesus is talking about the resurrection in the future. And so she responds, yes, Lord, she replied, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. The Jewish belief of resurrection is one that is a, a, a different picture from the world around them. You see, the world around them believed that there would be <clears throat> some kind of a spiritual change that we were truly spirit and we would go and be spirit wherever we were going to and leave the body behind. The Jewish faith was the one faith that believed in a bodily resurrection, that the body 
came back to life. And that it was God that did this on the last day that those who were faithful would enter into God's kingdom in resurrected life. Not in, not in a, a spirit form only playing harps on the clouds, but instead in a new resurrection life that has been called out by God. <clears throat> and, and this is what Martha is thinking about. Martha is thinking distant about this future, but Jesus, Jesus is talking about now. Uh, once again, Jesus is about to demonstrate who he is after he has stated who he is, not so that people can just hear his words and think, okay, that's cool, but instead so that he can put promise, action, and, and demonstration to his words. When he says, I am the resurrection, all that you know about resurrection, Martha, happens through me and in me. And so I am going to reveal who I am to you. You say I'm the son of God, and I know you believe that, but I need you to know God's power too. And so they head for the tomb. We need, we need a full picture of this scenario. We, we do a really good job of caring for the dead. We embalm them. We... we um, do all of the things that we can do to prevent decomposition because decomposition is harsh. It smells awful. It looks bad. And everything about it in the mind of the Jew is against what they understand. <clears throat> everything about it in the mind of the Jew means unclean. It means death. It means separation. It means all of the things that, that, that we can understand death to be, but for them, it also added that element of, of unclean. And so when they go to the tomb with Jesus, Jesus says, hey, I'm going to do something spectacular here. And people argue with him so that he doesn't do it. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. <laughs> Martha's got something for him. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor. I, I think that's, that's pretty tame for what she probably said. There's a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Four days he's been in there. He's been dead. Jesus, don't open the tomb. <clears throat> and I imagine that Martha thinks this is even beyond you. Don't open the tomb. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? I wonder... I wonder what through, went through Martha's mind at that moment. Truly, could he mean to bring Lazarus back from the dead after four days? It's impossible. But they did as he said. So they took away the stone, and Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew 
that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. (laughs) No ceremony, no pomp, no circumstance. Roll the stone away. Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out. His hands and his feet were wrapped in strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. The grave was not victorious this day. Jesus tells Martha that he is the resurrection and the life. And Martha thinks he's talking in a future sense, in a kingdom that's so distant. But the reality is that Jesus is saying the kingdom is here because I am here. Resurrection is here because I am here. I have come to give you life, new life, so that you may experience all that God has in mind. Not in some distant time, but right here and right now. Jesus tells Martha, I am the resurrection, and then proves it. Just like he has time and again with these I am statements, Jesus said, I am the bread of heaven. And he came so that he could nourish and sustain us. Jesus is the light of the world who gives light to us and sight to the spiritually blind. Jesus is the gate that calls all to enter in. Jesus is the good shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep. Jesus is the way and the truth and the life who brings others, us, into true life. Jesus is the true vine who enables us, the church, to bear God's fruit. Jesus is the resurrection and the life giving resurrection and resurrection life to each and every one of us. We gather today because on this day, we celebrate Jesus, not because of Lazarus, but because Lazarus was a foretaste for the true resurrection that Jesus had in mind, that Jesus proved to himself to the world, to everyone around, to a lost and broken world. He proved who he was and why he came. It was on the first day of the week, very early in the morning. The women took spices they had prepared and went to a tomb, not to the tomb of Lazarus, but to the tomb of Jesus. Because Friday, Jesus had been executed by Rome, crucified, dead, and buried. And they wanted to honor his body and give him a proper proper burial. And so the women prepared spices and went to the tomb, but they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body 
of Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you when he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over into the hands of sinners and he must be crucified and on the third day be raised again. Then, then they remembered his words. We gather here because on this day we remember that Jesus kicked down the doors to sin and death, that Jesus ushered in resurrection, the kingdom of God right here, right now, not complete because he is still coming back, but enough so that we can live fully in his kingdom in this moment. And if, if you believe this, then everything can be different because you can receive everything he promises everything he offers. He makes this offer for you that you would have life in him, not not just a little bit of life, not uh, the life that can dodge uh, uh, the death that you're meant to have, but a life that instead doesn't care because we are truly alive. And it should change everything Because this is Jesus, the one who came back from the dead. This is Jesus. And oh, how our hearts should cry out in joy at the name of Jesus. Oh, how our minds should be overwhelmed with thoughts of him, of Jesus. Oh, how our lives should be lived in tribute to him. Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Jesus, the Son of God and the Son of man. Jesus, the great I am. Jesus proves that he is who he said he was. And through this series, we've looked at those statements of faith that he offers. And friends, Jesus isn't telling stories for personal gain. Jesus isn't trying to make stuff up so that people are impressed by him. Jesus does this in the opposite of everything that we do. Jesus does this not for himself, but for us. All Jesus did, all Jesus does is so that we might find life in him. And so the question, the question that all of heaven waits to hear, you answer and me answer is this. Will you receive life in the name of Jesus. Will you receive life in the name 
of Jesus. Let's pray. Holy God, we need you, we love you, we celebrate you, and on this day, we thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ. Help us to rejoice in you. Help us to embrace the life that you have offered to us. Help us to be born anew in you and to find true faith so that we might try and find true life. Pour your spirit of hope out upon us. Let the helper live and move in us and let us move in the direction that leads to life by serving you now and forever in the name of Jesus. We pray this together and all of us agreed and said, amen.